0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Two Wizards and a Mike! This show is all about two old people, old people, uh, who've been playing D and D for a long time, and basically have come back to it later in life and have decided we need to talk about it because it's cool to play. It's also cool to dig into the meat and to actually discover new cool little nuggets of wisdom that we will then stroke our beards display display it for the world and then we'll look smart uh, and stuff like that I'm Shane and I am Andrew and we are two old wizards and this week we're talking about sorcerers but before that I just want to comment one thing this podcast is brought to you by kaywood publishing worldofmere.com where you can go and find all kinds of really great things and if you don't Uh, that's on you (laughs) hello Andrew Uh, tell me about sorcerers because this is a class that I don't think I have ever played I know so little about it I actually Mm -hmm. opened up my book earlier today and actually read the the section on sorcerers and
1: I knew very little so educate me So we're uh, continuing in our look at all of the classes in D&D currently 5e soon to be 5.5 so uh, we have a couple of classes left Um, sorcerer today and then warlock next and sorcerer here we're looking at a conjurer a spellcaster who gets their magic from inside themselves. It's not a wizard who studies the spell book to learn their spells or a cleric who gets their uh, divine magic from a deity or a druid who gets it from nature or um, there's some other magic in 5e doesn't really make sense but uh, I was just thinking today I probably will pull magic out of we've already we've already made a ranger that doesn't use magic I think I would take magic away from monks and bards too. And just keep it for the casters. And this caster um, is an innate magic user. Um, They can also alter their magic more than other casters. They can actually change it and bend it. and um, They're not a part of the original game. The original Dungeons & Dragons had magic users and illusionists. And magic users are basically wizards. Um, But there were no sorcerers and there were no warlocks in the beginning. And um, then the sorcerer arrived actually in third edition. So it hasn't really been around very long compared to the other classes. Um, There are some notable sorcerers. So a popular series of books called The Dresden Files has a wizard in it called Harry Dresden but actually he's more of a sorcerer for the most part Uh, a lot of most of his magic is innate um you also have a a character like the snow witch in the Narnia series again doesn't study her magic from a book Um, you have a really great novel called uh, Jonathan Strange and Mr Norrell uh, a very very long book um more of almost like a historical uh, book, and then an incredible last hundred or two hundred pages of action that just flies past. But that book really shows you the difference between a wizard and a sorcerer in many ways. And uh, Mister Norrell would be the sorcerer, as his magic is innate; it's just part of him. Uh, then you have a character- like a force
0: user, like a you know, like the youngling types in Star Wars. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. they're, they're Force-sensitive or whatever the thing is called. Exactly. That totally sounds like a sorcerer. My God,
1: yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, exactly. And um, you have Willow and the Buffy, the vampire TV show. Um, Elsa in Frozen. Some people might think she's a druid, but probably more of a sorcerer. Um, there's a lot of uh, comic book characters like Storm, the Scarlet Witch. Um, yeah, there's many, many examples of those. Uh, a few people might say Dr. Strange, but really he his stud- he studies his magic and um, that he's, I think, more of a wizard. Um, the class itself is like the wizard in that it's quite squishy. You only get 1d6 hit points. So at low levels, you've got to be careful because if there's a strong wind, you might get blown over and that could be the end of your character. Um, I have
0: never had the experience of rolling a 1 hit points uh
1: luckily but that would be kind of
0: hilarious yeah
1: well 5e does allow you to start with your max at the beginning so you get six plus your con your con modifier but uh, after that yeah you could get pretty low um they don't have armor their weapons are pretty straightforward similar to um wizards like daggers darts quarterstaff um slings like light, light crossbow that doesn't really fit to me with the sorcerer but hey it's in there um skills two from arcana deception insight intimidation persuasion and religion so this this is a hint towards their ability for spell casting which is actually charisma so um there's a lot wrapped in the sorcerer up in that in that um, ability and um you also can regain spell slots after a long rest. And um, you can use a sorcery. Um, you can use sorcery points, which you, you automatically gain as you gain levels. You can use those, actually, to create spell slots. Um, and then the big one of the big differences between the sorcerer and other casters is metamagic, so the ability to alter your spells. So you can do things uh, like um, the ability to quicken spell, where you can turn a spell that is normally one action into a bonus action. And you can do a twin spell, which you could use to target more than one creature, uh, target two creatures instead of one. So Metamagic is pretty cool, and it's reserved in 5th edition only for the Sorcerer. Yeah, so that's an overview. Um, the subclasses in the player's handbook, uh, the basic ones are the Draconic Bloodline and the Wild Magic Sorcerer. Draconic Bloodline, it's all about the magic of the sorcerer coming from uh, draconic magic, some kind of connection with a dragon. Um, you know the language of that type of dragon. You get damage uh resistance uh from that kind of uh dragon's attack you get double proficiency on charisma checks interacting with dragons um yeah later on you can actually sprout wings uh, dragon wings and get a flying speed um and you can like a dragon it has um, a frightful presence feature so uh, later on these kind of sorcerers can use that as well to scare people away so it's but it's a very narrow. Oh, cool. It's a very narrow range in in terms of your class. The more basic version of the sorcerer is the wild magic one, where your magic comes from the forces of chaos, which really is a true sorcerer. Um, a really cool thing is the wild magic surge. So once per turn, the dungeon master can decide after you cast a spell to roll a d twenty. and if you roll a one, you have to roll on a really cool chart, the Magic, uh, Wild Magic Surge chart. And um, I'll just give an example of some of the things on there. We, we've talked about before one of our yeah. players turning into a flower pot once. Um, another example uh, would be, actually, why don't you just give me a percent uh, roll between 1 and 100?
0: Okay, hang on. My or just
1: tell right me here. a number. right. Uh, 20, 20. All right. Um, you cast grease centered on yourself. So that could all, that could cause some problems. Um, yeah, (laughs) there's another one that transports you to the astral plane. Um, one where I remember
0: happening a few times to that player. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like they just suddenly weren't there. And, uh, and they had, they were like in a world of pillows or something. <laughs> they were Yeah. Like just yeah. hanging yeah. out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I had some like, um, some dancers there as well with them. And there's like plates of grapes and everybody back in the, on the material plane is involved in this huge fight and they're transported to another world. Um, there's one where you're immune to being intoxicated by alcohol for the next five days, six days. <laughs> um get your drink on there's one where you turn blue for a while and you have to figure out how to save yourself
0: i read that um, somewhere. Like your whole body is the, yeah if there's could, like an example in in the in the, yeah. in the handbook about didn't realize
1: they were blue or something like that it was kind of funny. yeah um getting you just automatically teleport 60 feet away so there's some effects that are very um you know very useful uh, for whatever encounter you're in, and others that are not going to help very much.
0: So uh, oh, yeah, it's a very I, interesting... I remember a character. Now I don't remember if this was wild magic or maybe it mm-hmm. was a the the foe they were they were fighting against. But for the sake of argument, let's say it was wild magic, and right. that player was teleported. Like I think that most of the party was down. Not everybody, mm-hmm. but they suddenly had a wild magic surge, and they were gone, right. and that left like one person. And, like, those kinds of situations where if your party is just getting pummeled and you're not getting enough healing out, uh, that was like, I'm the last person standing. And then something happens and suddenly you're in, like, pillow world or something. And right. that could kill your, well, that could kill your whole party. Yeah. Because I don't remember how they got back. I seem to recall that wild magic somehow expired or something. Or maybe that was just what happened in that particular... Uh, situation but uh, yeah yeah, that, that could be really bad
1: yeah it can it can really change what's happening in the game um for me it's the chance of it happening is too low for it to be really interesting some of the time so what i did the first time a player played a sorcerer in our campaign um i had actually them find a magic item these robes um that gave them a bunch of um really good bonuses uh inclu- including increasing their armor class but though there was one negative consequence was that um now the role for the wild magic surge w- was up to four so if you the d20 if it was any number one to four it would happen because i think it's yeah i think it's such a cool part of the class it'd be nice if it happens more often and more interesting Because one out of 20 is not not that great of the, uh, you know, not great odds. There's another feature for the Wild Magic Sorcerer where you can gain advantage on one attack, one check or save, uh, called the Tides of Chaos, and that's very useful, obviously. Uh, Another one where the Sorcerer can use their reaction um, and two Sorcery Points. To get a d4 as a bonus or as a penalty to another creature uh, having another creature's attack save or check so that can that's quite powerful as well later on at higher levels as far as the wild magic surge goes there's a feature called controlled chaos so instead of rolling once you roll twice on the wild magic surge table and the player gets to choose which effect they want
0: which is very useful in situations where you could be teleported away.
1: That's Exactly. I like that. Uh, that Another one later at high levels, you can increase the damage that your spells do. So um, in general, the spell casting of the sorcerer, there's a lot of attack spells, uh, like war magic for a wizard. And um, yeah, there's a lot of, you can do a lot of damage as a sorcerer. There's a lot of. Uh, and actually, most of the notable spells for sorcerers are attack spells, I think. Um, you, of course, have the Firebolt Cantrip, which is really useful. Um, can do actually decent damage once you get to, I think, fifth level and above. Um, you have Mage Armor, of course, which wizards and sorcerers are not going to survive out without. Um, blur is a great spell to um, help protect yourself uh, the enemy just has this blurred target. Uh, Misty step, a really great spell that I think every wizard and sorcerer should take. So you have, um, I think it's a yeah, it's a bonus action, and you can just teleport away thirty feet. Um, you disappear in this like silvery mist, and then reappear thirty feet over. And um, that spell is one of the most used spells by PCs and NPCs in, in all of our campaigns. Um, there's scorching ray, which is a great attack spell. You have three rays that you shoot out. You have to make melee attacks for them, and they do significant damage as you go as you gain levels. Uh, blink we've talked about with wizards, great spell to protect the wizard again or sorcerer, where you're there in the action, and then you blink away to another uh, plane basically, and then reappear late on your turn. And it doesn't always happen. There's a chance that it doesn't go off but um, very useful. And then attack spells like fireball and lightning bolts, um, chain lightning. Uh, Banishment is another super powerful spell where, uh, you know, if somebody fails their saving throw, they're gone. They're out of there until, um, basically, until that caster's concentration is broken or that caster is incapacitated. So that can really, that can cause a TPK. If somebody in your party, especially a healer or the tank, uh, gets banished, it's um, yeah, it's it, it's a game changer. Um, dimension door is another great spell to to leave the scene. So instead of misty stepping away thirty feet, uh, dimension door I believe is four hundred feet. Let me just double yeah, check. I, yeah.
0: I remember using Dimension Door to, because we were riding, we were, I've forgotten exactly what the encounter was, but we were riding some sort of flying creatures, and the flying creature died or was killed. Um, and so we were suddenly falling, like, you know, 300 feet to the ground. And I'm glad I had Dimension Door, because it was like, ah, uh, what, what can I do? I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, wait a minute, I have Dimension Door. I'm going to cast a door that I'll fall into. And I wanted to like, let me out on the ground without killing me. Right. That, that, uh, definitely saved the day. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I remember that very clearly. So you teleport yourself from your current location to any other spot within the 500 foot range. 500. Oh man. Yeah. Um, you arrive exactly at the spot you desire. It has to be a place you can see, or you can visualize or one that you can describe by just dis- stating the distance and direction. So it's a very powerful spell. Um, yeah, very useful for getting, getting out of trouble. Uh, it takes an action. It's not a bonus action, but still very good. Um, some really powerful spells. Disintegrate, You know that's obvious. Uh, delayed Blast Fireball, a Finger of Death, um, and then another great one, of course, to get out of uh, to get out of trouble, plane shift. Uh, and then really powerful, high level ones like reverse gravity, teleport, earthquake, uh, power word. The different power word spells like kill and stun. Uh, there's time stop. and wish maybe is one of the most, probably the most powerful spell in the whole game. Um, and then meter swarm. I noted because one of our our 20th level sorcerer <laughs> uh, brought an entire cathedral down with Meteor Swarm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I still um, killing, remember like it was yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Killing, killing a lot of the enemy. Um, but because it was actually a wedding uh, that the party suddenly became a huge fight. And uh, it did kill a lot of the enemies. Some of them escaped, but it also killed some of... Uh, the allies, including um, Donkey's uh, wife. Donkey's wife, yeah. Yes, the talking donkey who'd um, who'd been with the party since about for quite a while. Yeah, pro- well, more than ten levels. And uh, later, when his curse was broken, he got married, and his wife was at that wedding. Uh, the wedding was for someone else. The wedding was actually to evil, an evil bard and an evil, an anti-paladin who were getting married. And you'd been chasing that evil bard for almost 20 of your 20 levels. <laughs> <laughs> and she still got away. Um, but I think you killed the groom. There was a lot of damage. It was a massive... Yeah, because... It, yeah, it was it was a... I, I don't know if we were
0: losing or not, or if there was a concern or not, but that spell came down like a meteor shower yeah i don't think
1: i've ever seen so many dice rolled for damage hold on a second guys (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so there's many many really good spells uh a great class overall uh i think it's it is one of the more complicated ones you have to keep track of sorcery points spells when you have lots of spells like wizards and sorcerers uh it's more complicated but i i think that's good i don't think you i don't think you should take away from that although it sounds like they are going the game uh might do that with 5.5 5. they might have wizards and sorcerers just choose from the same spell list they're talking about dividing the spells up into uh primal uh, divination oh, and arcane, nice. I think. And then they would just have sorcerer and wizard choose from the arcane table. But I like it where they, when these, these classes actually have some personality and, dif- and there's definition. Um, uh, I think it's more interesting for the characters to building characters. Uh, I never played uh sorcerer ever. Um, I like them as NPCs, uh, but it's been very popular in our group, one of the most popular classes. We've almost had a sorcerer, I'd say, almost in every party, um, which is interesting yeah. because the the stats for the virtual tabletop um, play, the stats from a couple you know, this is like two or three years ago, were that the sorcerer was the second least played class.
0: Interesting. So, yeah. I mean that it wouldn't surprise me because as I said before, I I don't think I've played a sorcerer ever. I think right. it's a great idea. I love the I, I love the wild magic idea mm-hmm. uh because it is such a random event that could either really benefit what's going on mm-hmm. or, you know, I don't know, your character wakes up in a in an inn you know stretches and suddenly it goes off or something weird like that and you know i don't know destroys the, the the structure or something so you can have all these sort of weird things going on because i kind of think of it as as any any adventure requires you know those beats to kind of move things forward and it's always fascinated me about how do you do that if there's a bit of a lull uh, like if you're pl- running the game, mm-hmm. uh, do you decide to, uh, you know, let the players figure it out, or maybe I don't know. Maybe it's an off day, everyone's kind of mm-hmm. tired or whatever, and it's like, oh, by the way, uh, suddenly a large mole man, gr- you know, climbs out of the floor and mm-hmm. sucks one of you down. You know, it could be completely random like that uh, for like the DM doing it, but it's also something to be said for a player. Actually, having that happen and having some random event occur, and to me, uh that that's just the coolest part about about role playing is that if you have something that unexpected, um that just kind of you kind of have to react, and I think that's, yeah. that, that yeah, yeah, know, I, I I love it.
1: Anything. I love it because I I mean I love like having no script. I mean I have a script, and I'd say when I DM, probably seventy or eighty percent of what I what i planned is in that session but at the same time i love having no script and i love when something um unexpected happens and so i love the wild magic table and i would i would raise it i might even raise it now to five like if the person rolled up to five i would have it go off and um there are a lot of dms and tons of players who don't like the deck of many things because of this reason <laughs> and I love it's my favorite magic item. Um, because I, I, we've done
0: that so often. Yes. It's like uh would you like to have a card?
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah because it's to me like I love like rolling with what happens. And again, like I said, I plan I've got things planned out, but I also love when something totally totally wild happens that and I love rolling with that like okay like where are we going to go now and actually some of those games are the best games like um we talked about the talking donkey so this was a totally um mostly unplanned character where I had a village that I knew the party was going to and I knew that I called the um the tavern the the talking donkey and at the last moment, I thought, "Hey, that'd be funny if the 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 tavern was actually named after a talking donkey. And so that was the only idea I had. <laughs> and um, th- then I thought, hey, it'd be funny if the villagers kicked him out and he couldn't get back in. So wh- and he was he was always trying to come back in the village, and he was annoying. I knew that part. So your party <laughs> met him trying to come into the village. They let him come in. And they they liked him immediately. And then one of your players in the group said, hey, do you want to come with us? (laughs) And now they're 20th level. Of course. He's still still there. And he's their favorite character. And he's obnoxious. And he's uh, a pain. And he's not super helpful other than carrying things around. But um, I love it. And the other crazy wild thing, another great item, is the wand of wonder. So your party was in an inn and one of your players uh, was getting annoyed at a, an elf group who were up on stage and a group of elf bards and they were playing like flutes and you know sort of uh, what's a flute who's an annoying flute musician? What's that guy's name? oh uh kenny g is sure uh, so uh, it was like the
0: thing yeah. yeah so
1: it was like five elf kenny g's up on stage and she was just uh, she she couldn't stand it anymore so she pulls her wonder wonder out and she casts a spell now it's random so you roll on the table and she rolled fireball and so she burned the entire into the ground and your party Your party is like later just going down the road and then a really good companion you'd had for a long time, this paladin, I think. Is it a paladin? I can't remember exactly, but there was one great companion, but she was lawful good. And this had, she just had it. After that, she just stormed off away from the party. And like one of your most useful companions is now gone for good. (laughs) So I love that stuff. I think it's great <laughs> to have a random um no, I mean, again not all the time, but once in a while um, it's fantastic.
0: I mean, I yeah, it's 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 one of my favorite moments. I mean, I I can't really I can't really say anything bad about it. I mean, Mm -hmm. sure, you could get frustrated. Like suddenly it's like, ah, damn it. Why is, why is the tavern on fire? Why did a fireball just go off in the middle of the room? And yeah, that to me might be frustrating, but I got to say kind of, kind of cool at the same time, because suddenly you have this situation where your entire party has to go. "Um, Should, should we help clean up or uh, should we run? Like what what should we do? Which you wouldn't normally be in the inn talking about this, that, and the other thing and, and trying to get information and figure out where to go or whatever. But that kind of forces that whole element that I, I, as I said, I love
1: it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think there's a balance with the DM and you've got to, you've got to, you know, you have to consider, it's nice to consider people's feelings, of course. So um, most of those things don't actually kill the character outright. They might make the situation quite dangerous, but that's fun, I think. Um, Once in a while, a player might lose some valuable things and items. And I think you've got to, again, there's a balance. So that happened in our campaign uh, that we just did on the weekend, where one of your players had found uh, drow items, a plus three suit of chainmail, a plus three shield, and a plus 3 sword I think. And but when they hit sunlight when you've now come back up to the surface all of these items just disintegrated. Because the drow items only work in the underground. So, but in this case, this is a player I've known for a long time. They they handle, you know, they they handle these sort of dis, you know, disappointments very usually very well. And the character's quite high level already, so they have other options. Um, they have a lot of treasure, that a lot of gold that they could maybe go and buy some replacements. So I think you have to consider, you have to consider the circumstances too with those kind of um, situations. And if there is a random effect that's really, you know, putting the party in a bad spot, there are ways that you could say of help them along a bit. Um, so I think you have to. Con- you always have to consider your players. Um, you can't. Yeah, I think an un-, un you know an inconsiderate dungeon master is not going to last very long.
0: <laughs> that to me has got to be the most diplomatic way of saying. You know, stuff happens. Life isn't fair. Fine, I'll figure out a way for you to have your plus three, whatever. Because <laughs> you're whining I in know. my kitchen, and I'm upset about that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> in this case, they yeah, they they just lost their stuff. But uh, like I said, I I knew it was a, you know, it was a good a good time for that to happen. If 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 there's a good time. So pros for the uh, sorcerer all the attack spells for a sorcerer, you can be quite useful. Um, there's a lot of opportunity to be creative with all the builds of the sorcerer, the wild magic. Obviously, we've talked how much we like it, uh, the wild magic yeah. surge. A lot of great role-playing. I think options where you have a character who the magic is innate, right? So maybe they've had a lot of challenges you know, growing up, um, you know, you know, maybe the, the magic has come out spontaneously as they grew up and they maybe they got thrown out of their village or their family, you know, um, has um, banished them. So there are so many good options, I think, for role-playing, uh, fun ideas for characters. There's a lot of people who take dark roads with their sorcerer character, which you can. <laughs> um <laughs> The cons, uh, the low hit points, you're very squishy, like the wizard. Uh, No armor. Other than that, I don't really see that many cons. I think it's another great class. I think a lot of 5e, uh, the rules are really solid. I don't know why they'd want to change them. (laughs) But uh, overall, Uh, I think it's good.
0: I I agree. I think there is definitely this makes me want to play a sorcerer at some point, um, probably sooner than later. Uh, mainly because, it, I, and this is the other thing too, is like it's a challenge to be able to play these kinds of combinations of, of skills for a class because you could have a, uh, like a, a sorcerer, for example, you have a wide variety of, uh, of things you can do In terms Mm -hmm. of subclasses, like right off the bat, there's, as long as you picked up the, you know, the, the, the collection of, of resources out there, um, like from Tasha's Xanathar, uh, primarily, um, those have about what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different, uh, subclasses you can choose from and. But even though I got to say wild magic is, is my, is my bomb, but that's the thing is that these elements make it hard to play, but it also makes it fun to play because uh, I think my sort of outlook on being a player is that if the character dies, uh, here's another sheet. There we go. Roll a few dice. You're back in the game. Um, I tend not to, I tend to sort of go from the sort of kill your darlings kind of thing where if you have characters that you really want to, mm-hmm. uh, to play, uh, then do it and then do it again. But change something, you know, make right. it a little more different or, or flip it 180 and, and say, OK, well, this character was uh, I, and one of, one of the players in our party is so good at this. Yeah. Where if there's an element where it's like, I really hate music or something, mm-hmm. they play that to the core. Yeah. And that kind of stuff is amazing to watch because, on one level inside, you're kind of like, "Oh come on, don't don't do that! Come on, what are you doing?" Mm-hmm. You know. But at the, on the but if you get past that little that little kind of hesitation, mm-hmm. and it's like, "Actually no, yeah, totally do that. I'll I'll back you up no matter what." Yeah. <laughs> you know that kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah. something goes horribly wrong. It's like well the tavern is burning down there's a crater in the ground uh yeah. 17 people are now dead so, yeah so let's go uh dimension door boom out uh that kind of stuff can be done and it gives you that variety and that flavor of, of of how to play these kinds of at the end of the day what is it a game exactly and <laughs> and I don't get, I mean, I honestly, I, I don't get And I've played with players like this before where they really love the characters they have. Mm-hmm. And if anything goes wrong with them, they, they, yeah. they carry a chip on their shoulders. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, why, what is, what is, it's not like you brought your dog here and we yeah. it or something. I'm yeah. Like, what?
1: It, yeah. I, anyway, I even I had know. a player who, well, it was actually the host of the game who was a player when I was the DM who, just because their player got badly beaten up one game that was it and the game was over the group was over um just because their their paladin just got the you know what beat out of them one session and they di- they weren't i don't even know if they were unconscious maybe they were unconscious at some point but they didn't die and they still <laughs> they still could so yeah but i mean this happens you know that's why Again, most people who talk to me about D&D being a DM, most of them talk to me about how to run a group more than talking about the rules of the game because because of personal dynamics. And running a group of people is not always simple. Um, You would think a group of friends (laughs) playing a game is not that complicated. And I think it does get more complicated when you don't know the people as well. And now there's more groups like that because of online communication. Um, so I understand that that's a challenge and I think, and there's lots of really bad groups, like they're badly run and the, and there's bad, there's not good situations. And it's because you need to have, you need to have group rules. You need to follow them, uh, you know, and, and yeah, it's, you've, and it's a, it's a living entity. The group itself is a living entity. And if you don't look after it, it's going to fall apart.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there are so many groups that I suspect that have fallen apart because of COVID, and yeah. you know the people weren't technical enough. They didn't want to, uh, you know, journey into the online world because I mean it, it's harder to play online yep. than it is to play in person. And I think that uh, f- from the few episodes ago, we're talking about uh, the One D and D or D and D One or whatever it was called. um yeah. And finding out that they've dumped a lot of money into this virtual tabletop, which, you know, is cool. It looks neat. But I don't think that that is what d d is really about. I mean, it started at a time where computers really, yeah, those are those things that take up your basement, right? Uh, You know, they didn't, you didn't need them. You just needed paper yeah, yeah. and a pencil. And I think that that. Even I, coming back to the game, have had to go through that sort of process because I'm a huge nerd, and I'm like, "Well, I thought I could find some software," but after bouncing around different tools and kind of seeing the pros and cons of each of them, mm-hmm. um, I just realized that the pen and paper is 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 the easier path, um, because that's just how the that I, I don't think it's really about gaming per se i just think that's about socialization where it's like you're all in a room Mm -hmm. you should all be on equal footing so Mm -hmm. here's your pencil here's your eraser here's a piece of paper here are the dice go to it Mm -hmm. like you don't need anything you know tablet-based things or don't bring your laptop and get off your phone that kind of stuff uh I just think that that, and and that, and you have that rule, like get off your damn phone unless you're taking photographs. Uh, but that's about it. I mean, after that, it's kind of like, well, well, why, why would we do this anymore? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and anyway, that's my paper pencil rant,
1: which I probably made before, but yeah, we feel that same way about that. We, We think that's the ideal way, but obviously there's many ways, um, Many ways to do it, and if you want to play with people that you not you don't live near, obviously that's the only alternative. So, True. Um, True. and I do have there one are online like group. That. Yeah, I have one yeah. online group, and then I have Shane's group, which is here in the same city. And um, yeah, it's all it's all for a good game either way. Yeah.
0: So that's it for sorcerers, boys and girls. They're hard yeah. to play. One more class left. to play yeah only one yes which is uh warlocks. warlock we're down to warlock oh wow we are now in warlock our final is plot. interesting yeah 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 you yeah know, i kind of want to be a warlock too but that's sorcerer first but uh but again thank you for watching thank you for checking us out thank you for listening on the audio version of the podcast all of those links are all going to be down in the description below uh, of course, you can find us uh, on the socials as well, on Twitter specifically, at uh, either uh, uh, We Are Two Wizards. And I'm struggling. Is your Twitter account uh, World of Mirror? It's Kwood Publish. Kwood Publishing, K. Yeah. Sorry about that, boys and girls. I should have remembered that. But the central They're all down the there. But down there. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, we will see you next week for Warlocks. And uh, I suspect that's going to be uh an easier class than sorcerers but who knows we'll find out (laughs) i just i kind of i kind of want to find the easy way out but anyway thank you all for watching we'll see you next week bye bye later